Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers Afternoon Drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. And Chris Carter. Alan Saunders, Zachary Smith, and Chris Carter. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders. And below us is Chris Carter. Chris, what's going on? What's up, boys? How we doing this Wednesday? Back-to-back weeks, Alan wasn't lying. I mean, he said that you were going to be on here. Back-to-back weeks now, you being on here. Something's up. Stop teasing the people. Give give them what they want. Ironically, I wasn't on Chris's show this week, so we still have not had, like, a, (laughs) like, we've just traded. Uh, Chris had some plumbing problems uh, that disrupted the timing with me flying back from L.A. and the jet lag. It just didn't work out. I heard I got three skulls, though. Which I'm protesting. <laughs> uh, from, from the, we do skulls, stars and skulls grades over at Chris's Locked On podcast every every week, and uh, I wasn't there to give it, so I guess I got them. I guess I. I people I'm, were I'm, mad. I was like, I think that goes to show, like you have a presence on the show, man. People were like, "Where's Alan?" And I was like, "Yeah, he couldn't make it. You know, things happen." They're like, "That's not an excuse." And I was like, "Jeez, sorry, yikes." <laughs> <laughs> there we go um boy, tell them to find time. you and me together over here and we'll we'll tie yeah. them over until next week that'll be I, I i tell them i tell them coming on the afternoon drive baby is exciting right. afternoon drive and i think that we should start our drive talking about it's that time of year we got the we got a list here deandre hopkins next team with him uh very much seemingly on the trade market with where the titans are with where he is um, and at the top of this list, five to one odds 
sit the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steeler. Yeah. The <laughs> there we go. Just, just point. Steeler. Steeler. Square word. <laughs> what do we make out. of this? Uh, the Steelers <laughs> can't be at the top of the list. Come on. Like, right. It's plausible that it could happen. But they, they can't, can't be at the top of the one list. Receivers. Well, I mean, look, DeAndre Hopkins is not a one, number one or even a number two wide receiver right now. Like, let's oh. be real. Because it's where he's at. That's why you put him. You put put him anywhere else. He's gonna be a number one wide receiver. I think that ship has sailed. I think. Look, is he better than Allen Robinson? Yes. Would he help the Steelers? Yes. Would they trade something to get that level of no help? Yep, something. Yeah, like is that something going to be the most that another team is going to offer? That's 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 where I think it falls apart. Like if if yeah. the Titans GM, uh, who's the Titans GM? Is it Rand Carthon? Is that who it is? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, if Rand Carthon calls up calls up Omar and be like, "You want D Hop for a fifth? Omar's gonna be like, "Yes, let's do it." Okay, yeah, sure. Okay, that. right? Like, yeah, yeah. absolutely, one hundred percent. However, somebody else is probably gonna offer more than that. There yeah. are several really wide receiver needy teams out there still that I think would have more incentive to pay more than the Steelers would, which is why I don't think the Steelers being on this list is crazy. Sometimes I laugh at these things. Sometimes I think it's dumb. I think it there's, there's, there's like some reasonable analysis there, but they can't be at the top. They can't be that I can name yeah. five teams off the top of my head. that would love to have that wide receiver. They could, de- that would definitely pay more than the Steelers would. The Chiefs. Starting with what? Baltimore. Cleveland, yeah. like two of the two of the teams in the division would love that trade. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I the don't teams, think it makes yeah, any the sense. Giants. Like, there's lots of teams that need wide receiver help. Also, also, like, whoever makes this trade, if you're the Titans, you're taking on a huge hit because his contract oh, is not structured that's well a for a big him. cap hit. Right. Now, and the other part of this is like it's a two-year deal, but it's like that whoever gets him is gonna cut him. Like he's not like it's like a t- twelve million dollar deal next year. Like that thing, he's got like two hundred receiving yards. Yeah. So <laughs> here's, here's the two things that I think of. Like they could certainly use another pass catcher. I don't. He's not going to hurt the offense. He's going to be an upgrade from what they have underneath of Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. But if you are adding a pass catcher, is he the type that you are looking for? Like, or is the skill set a little bit too redundant to George Pickens? Would they be looking for more of like a natural slot to take Allen Robinson off the field, but keep, you know, 14 and 18 on the outside? I think Deontay Johnson is versatile enough that they would not need to feel pigeonholed into getting a specific type of receiver. I I think if they got a great, if they got Hunter Renfro, like, great, Deontay Johnson can just keep playing outside and they can upgrade on the inside. But if you got DeAndre Hopkins, you can move Deontay into the slot and he's still really good there. And I don't think, like, I don't think that, that they need, they would need to feel like an upgrade. The other thing that you probably needs to be mentioned here too is like, they put Pat Frymuth on the IR pretty quickly after a regress in his hamstring strain. And nobody has said anything about how long he's going to be out for. Yeah. If that's like weeks and weeks and weeks. Any kind of additional passing weapon would be useful to this team. Doesn't matter where you put it in the lineup. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, they, they, they should go out and get, like, Mike Gusecki so that they can also not throw to him, you know, 10 times a game. But, uh, <laughs> he also but, doesn't no, block. Seriously. He also doesn't block, so that would be a, right, right. I mean, be perfect. perfect one. Yeah, yeah, they're just uh, – just, Penn State's got a, got a type right there. Uh. But, but in all seriousness, I just – I get the allure of D-Hop, you know, a guy that was in that conversation a little bit ago for being the best wide receiver in football. Uh, you know, certainly at 32, he's not what he once was. But, like, you know, they, people always say that receivers go to the Titans to die, and, like, you saw the situation with Tannehill and with Willis and their whole – like, everyone knew. The, the stats ain't going to be there for D-Hop in Tennessee. So, like, him going there was always going to be a problem. But he was getting the money that he's getting, so it, it makes sense for him, I guess. But I, I think if you put if you put him on a good offense, a good, an offense with a, with a good quarterback and another threat on the field, he, he, he's going, he would be a serious threat. And so, like, in that sense, like, sure, it would make sense if the Steelers could get him for very little and not take on – because, I mean, like, like right now, if they were to take, take on his – the, like the rest of his money, like I think he would only be like, be like he'd be a very minimal cap hit this year, and then next year they would only owe him if they would not assume any of the dead money that Tennessee owns him. They would only owe him about eight million dollars next year, and then you could look at that and say, okay, what are we doing with that? But again, I don't think that, you, that, that you're doing it for that. You're doing it for this year. Um, I I think the Steelers, if they're reasonably going to be looking at a big free agency move to get someone to help this team right now. They need either they need they need a corner, an, an outside corner who can run, who can play. I know a lot of people are going to say Patrick Sertan. I, I just don't think he's a piece the Broncos are going to give up um, because I know that they're in a fire sale mode and they'll get rid of you know guys that are older. Patrick Sertan to me has potential to be the best cornerback in the NFL, uh, and he's on a rookie deal. You keep those type of players around. You don't you don't fire sale those guys. Cornerback is one of those positions you keep around now. One guy who I think could work is Jalen Johnson, who's on his last year of his deal with the Bears. And you can say, uh, you know, hey, you know, hey, Chicago, here's a mid to late round pick because, you know, you're not paying this guy after after next year. And here's you're getting some draft compensation for that. I can see Jalen Johnson coming in, adapting quickly and giving you that other stuff, that other that, that nice athletic cover corner on the outside. And then you don't have to play Levi Wallace nearly as much. Patrick Peterson can be more on the inside. He can run with Joey Porter. And if Jalen Johnson does well this year, then you look at maybe you just keep him around and then you don't have to go shopping next year as much for, for another cornerback to pair with Joey Porter Jr. But I think that would be more – a player like Jalen Johnson would be more worthwhile than a DeAndre Hopkins. And I know Pat Farmer missing is a big deal. And that's, that's important. And Kenny Pickett needs targets. But corner to me is such a dire situation. Yeah, I agree that I think corner is a bigger need. Um, there may be multiple places on the team that I think are a bigger need, but I don't think it necessarily needs to be an either-or situation either. In fact, I could see the Steelers being the kind of team that kind of plays both sides of this. Like they have, like we talked here about, like when they were talking about, oh, the, could the Steelers trade Najee Harris? Like there are positions where I don't think it's crazy for the Steelers to trade a player away either. Like I, they, they do have good depth at running back. Like they, 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 they do like, they could make a trade that makes, you know, that's a player for player deal, or they could trade a player for a pick one way and then a pick for a player the other way. So I don't think they're at a point with their assets and the way they're building this team. They, they have the ability to make as much cap space as they want, where like they necessarily need to pick like this or that. I think they could do a couple of different things. 
but I would say that that the corner play is probably the easiest to upgrade based on what they've done so far. Uh, but I, there are not very many of them out there. Like when we're talking about these players that are talked about in the trade deadline, and we should mention trade deadline now a week away. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been a lot of these players that I have not seen very many corners. I mean, Sertan is the one that's kind of been floated about, but there have just not been that many corners that people are talking about as being available on the trade market. They got to be there for the Steelers to make that kind of move. Yeah. I mean, looking at, you know, we've talked about the Andre Hopkins, the Titans specifically, they have a couple corners that have been thrown out there and Christian Fulton and Sean Murphy Bunting, who just came over from Tampa Bay. Murphy Bunting intrigues me. Fulton's kind of gone in the wrong direction every year of this rookie deal and not saying he can't bounce back in a different system, but that to me would be more of a play for like, is he going to come in in 2023 and contribute at the cornerback position right away, learning a new defense? I, you know, I doubt it. So that's probably more of a play for 2024. And at that point, again, a struggling player in 2023, are you signing him to a new deal for 2024? I don't know. But what are your thoughts on, you know, there's a couple corners there on that same team that we've talked about with the Titans who appear to be in fire cell mode. I look at, I look around the league and I look for guys who maybe they just aren't working where they're at. And they could be like, they, they could be Levi Wallace type players that just work out. Cause l- let's look at it this way. Like Levi Wallace this year hasn't worked out last year. He worked like he was across yeah. from Cam Sutton. He had what, what four interceptions. He was in, he was in position most of the time. He was not as much of a liability as he, as he was this year. And that in itself, like that made it worth it was if they could get through the year last year where they just needed to have a guy who could play solidly. It was him and Urkella Witherspoon. He won out. They kept him around, but the plan was never to make him like the long-term guy. He was just a veteran that they brought in who had some experience that they could, they could place him out there. I I think that's all they're really looking for here. You know, a a guy that you could look at, you know, and this is just, this is just another guy that's out there who could be traded for maybe is like a Mike Jackson, uh, a guy that used to play, for, you know, he's for, he came out of Miami, was drafted by the Seahawks, but you know they've developed Tariq Woolen and Devin Witherspoon and Trey Brown, so they don't use him anymore. You know, trade for a guy like that who, you know, he has upside. He's an athlete. He's, you know, he he's in, in more. He's younger, so he has he still have better speed. Uh, you can maybe and see what you kick the tires on. And again, it's just giving yourself another option there. Players like that. You know, I, uh, I, Elam I, seems to be on the outside looking in a Buffalo. Yeah, ex- exactly. Now he, now he got, now he lost his spot to Dane Jackson and isn't yeah. even, he's like a healthy scratch at this point. So like, that's another, yeah, even of- with, you know, Trey White's injury, he's not been the thing about Kyrie Elam is that's that that's great. like a high upside guy with a lot of potential, but it's a project. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know what the Steelers want guy now. a project. Like they need a guy now. Yeah. I love, trust, I love Kyrie Elam. I, I think it'd be any team would be crazy not to want that guy on their team, but I don't think that helps the Steelers win games this season. And they just got and stashed Darius rush. Like you can only, not that like that should keep them from doing another thing, but you can only bury so many guys in your team that aren't playing. Um, Mm -hmm. I would much rather do what Chris is talking about and get somebody who may not have like an incredible amount of talent, but like when you get a guy like a Witherspoon or like a Wallace, you get them because they're now players and they stop being now players and throw them away. Like you can go get another now player. Like they're they're fungible, right? Like they just come and go. And so, like a guy like Sean Murphy Bunting to me uh, is a slot corner that is better than Shannon Sullivan. Period. Like why? Okay, so go do it. Like I think that makes sense. They're also generally those kind of guys are not expensive. Like they're not they don't cost much in salary. They don't cost that much in terms of trade assets. So I I do think like 
if the Steelers had just been getting last year Levi Wallace out of this year mm-hmm. Levi Wallace, there would not be a problem with Levi Wallace. So, okay, get rid of this year Levi Wallace and go find last year Levi Wallace. Jackson was a, is a good option. I think there was others out there too. Um, but it does not need to be a first like Patrick Sertan or Kyer Elam to make an impact on this team. They can make small moves and still make an upgrade. I, I, I feel you on that. I think a big part of this is, again, like, you know, finding that guy that's temporary. It's so funny because going into this game, there was a lot of talk about how, man, remember when the Steelers used to, like, get rid of players and then they were bad, but now you get rid of players and they're good. And people look at Steven Nelson and the one interception he had on Kenny Pickett. And then people were looking at Kettle Witherspoon because he had a couple picks for the for the Rams. They were like, man, he, he's he's playing so well. Maybe they just, Steelers just, they just don't know how to coach cornerbacks. They just have a bad system. And then he gets completely, utterly roasted in the Steelers-Rams game. And it's just like, oh, no, that is. But it's like, it's like, did you not learn from a Kettle, like in 2021, Keller Witherspoon was was good when they brought him in for about eight games. He was solid. He gave you hope that maybe in 2022 he could be consistent. And then in 2022, like, oh, no, that's that was just who he was, was just like flash in the pan, inconsistent. That's what, exactly what the Niners fans said, said said he was when he came to Pittsburgh. And when you know, the Rams had him, the Rams fans, like, maybe there's something there. And then I was sitting here saying, guys, it's the same thing with Kevin Dotson. You know, like he was a guy who had some really good games and had some really bad games. And that's why the Steelers didn't keep either of them. And that's why, you know, that, 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 that handled that way. But I think that's what the Steelers are looking for right now. Like you said, it's not necessarily a guy who's going to be the future. And if you can find a guy that's going to be the future, great. Awesome. You, you nail the home run. If you can get Patrick Sertan, trade a first round pick for him. I don't care. Get, get a guy, get a guy like that in here. And it would take Plus. more than a first round. Plus, it would take, yeah. Plus. Like, a, a first, a third this year, maybe another third or a second the year after that. And I would consider that because Patrick Sertan and Joy Porter Jr., the way Joy Porter and like, Jr. is looking and like right now. Throw Corey Tyson too. So I don't know. Get just make it happen. Like I, make it happen. Like yeah, that right, is a, that yeah. is a trade. If I'm Omar and I have a legitimate chance, I am considering every option that's not giving away TJ Watt, make it Fitzpatrick, any of my superstars that I want as part of my core. I am doing everything I can to make that happen because Sertan to me is is the the real deal. But if you're looking for a guy that's that's a part of the bridge to get you to where you need before you find your future partner to work with Joey Porter Jr. I think it's a guy like Mike Jackson, a, a veteran who's just kind of stuck on a roster, isn't getting it. Isaac Yadam of of, uh, of uh, the Saints, you know, guys who are backed up. Those are the types of players that I think you should be looking at that you can kick the tires on. Won't be expensive. You won't give away a, excuse me, a very high draft pick, and that's that can replenish your roster. And if they don't work, fine, but you took the shot. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you bring up that thing about like the Steelers never used to give players away and then they would get better. And I think it's it's sort of like a it's not that the Steelers got worse at player evaluation, it's that they've changed the way they're doing business. The Steelers yeah. used to just only ever play their own draft picks and they played them until they weren't good anymore and then if they cut them, they were done. Like that was it. There was nobody else. Um they've been much more active in the trade market and in free agency lately. And they've been much more willing to take on guys that they know are not part of the long-term plan of the team to just fill some spots. Like they, they didn't, that was not a thing in the Steelers before they didn't do that before. And so when you have guys that you're just filling spots with, when they stop being useful to fill that spot, you just cut them loose. And it doesn't matter to the Steelers one bit, whether a Kella Witherspoon is good for the Rams or not. They don't care. They just didn't need them anymore. So they threw them away. Like that's, you know, it's, it's, 
it's the difference between you know uh buying a glass jar and 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 buying you know a, a plastic container you just oh, okay this plastic container was all right maybe i'll reuse it once Eh, I put spaghetti sauce in it. Never mind. I'm throwing it away. Like that's it. That's the end of it. That's that's where they're at. Like these are replaceable players. And so if, if the replaceable player happens to be good for somebody else, they go, we don't care. Like it's not it's not a thing. It would be different if it was somebody like Devin Bush, who they invested a ton of draft yeah. capital in. Yeah. They intended for him to be part of their future. If Devin Bush went to the Seahawks. And looked like the players that the Steelers thought they were getting. Now that would be a red flag. Yeah, uh, guys like Akella Witherspoon and Kevin Dotson, uh, Stephen Nelson, it's just they were never intended to be a big part of the future anyway. By, by the way, Devin Bush is not looking like that with the Seattle Seahawks right now. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, <clears throat> I've seen some some rough reps. Um, but those are ways to get better externally. Let's talk about some internal stuff. Uh, Chris talked to Kenny Pickett today. Uh, you had a question about if they have found like a bread and butter or something, you know, within their offense place that they know that they can go to. And he had a very long, great answer for you, Chris, if you wouldn't mind sharing with the people what that was. The word. Yes. And then just <laughs> moved on. I was like, thanks, Kenny. I, I I was just giving you a. Ch- I was. I, I thought it was a nice little lot. Like that's like that's like th- that's like when like Dwayne Wade throws the lob to, lob to LeBron, but LeBron would have just yeah. been like, yeah, I'm just let that one go. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man, I was setting you up for a good question. But instead of instead of yamming it, one down the middle, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please crush this one. Yeah. Um, but but in all seriousness, so I asked him that because I noticed more things that they were calling more regularly in this game, like. And I tweeted this out during the Steelers game. I was like, I am so tired of hearing those same plays moniker because everybody eventually runs the same plays. Like there are are similar. Not only does every team run the same plays over and over again, every team runs the same plays as every other team. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's not, it's not as this isn't like Madden where you're playing with different playbooks. I mean, you have, you have different playbooks, but it's it's not like there's these, these whole things. People just have no idea how these things work in general. It's football. But my point in, in bringing that up to Kenny was that I saw concepts that I saw repeated concepts that got them consistent yards. And one of the things involved pre-snap motion. And I was noticing at different points of the game, start and end when they were, when they were starting to move the ball a little bit, they would they would they would line up Deontay Johnson on one side, George Pickens on the other. Connor Hayward would start on 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 one side. He would motion to the other, and if the linebacker moved with him, Kenny Pickett would check, and he would go and where the side where Connor Hayward left and the linebacker left, he would hit George Pickens on a slant, fourteen plus yards, and it would just be it would just be they're creating space for him to do that. They did that in the first and the fourth quarter, and there were other times where they the linebacker didn't move. And it opened up, and, it, and it, it signaled to them, okay, this is the side we need to go to. So we're going to go to Deontay. We're going to go 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 to this side, or we're going to run. But using those things and recognizing those things are signs that, like, hey, they are building things. They're building bread and butter things. And this is what Alan and I, you and I have talked about this on, on, on your this show, my show. We've talked about this on The Final Word. All this talk about Matt Canada's play calling. The play calling that will actually determine, you know, if something's is if this team finds a bread and butter and then it's just not used. Like if, if we start seeing success and then it's gone away from, that's when there's a big problem. But the thing is, is that things have been so sporadic with the Steelers offense because they haven't found any consistent su- success. And this is part of what Mike Tomlin was talking about on Tuesday when we asked him 
about, you know, scripts and things like that. And he was like, you know, the script isn't a problem. The problem is when we have George Pickens over for a touchdown and we throw the ball out of bounds or we have Kenny Pickett with a good concept and then we blow up, we, we miss an assignment and he gets sacked in the, right away. Those are the problems that they're having right now. And the thing is that the Steelers offense hasn't consist, consistently executed enough to have as many bread and butter plays. And then, and if, I think this was the first time that we could see in a, throughout throughout the course of a game them find some of those plays. And if they can recreate that in these future games and then also build off of that, like some of the runs that they had where they were pulling Dan Moore and to run behind Mason Cole on the inside, a trap run that opened up space that way. The more they do stuff like that, now teams are going to be looking for that. And if you can find a way to, to use that to, to set up something else, maybe a pitch out wide where Dan Moore pulls one way, the linebackers flow with them, but you're pitching it out wide on a jet sweep and everyone, no one's looking for it because they're so busy looking at Dan Moore and Najee Harris or whatever. Those are the types of things that build good offenses. But you don't get the creative play calling in Miami if Tyreek Hill and, and Tua Tungavailoa aren't just connecting on, on routine plays. You don't get the create play calling in Kansas city. If Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey aren't just connecting on, on routine plays as well as the advanced stuff, but you got to have the basics. This is all we've been saying. And I think they're starting to find some of those basics. Yeah. I think there's so much, so much there, but like the, the problems with Matt Canada that are easy to identify that like, you'll see a lot of national people like it's JT O'Sullivan or Dan Orlovsky or someone like that who's saying like, Hey, this is what I don't like about this offense. Those are limiting the Steelers' ceiling, okay? That is like, what's the difference between Matt Canada and Kyle Shanahan, right? Okay, like, why can't the Steelers be as good as the 49ers? Well, part of the problem there is Matt Canada. He's just simply not as good of an offensive coordinator as a play caller, okay? Like, that's that's a fact, all right? But the difference is, is that when San Francisco runs inside zone, they're doing it better than when the Steelers right. run inside zone. Right. Like, when San Francisco runs shallow cross, they're doing it better than when the Steelers run shallow cross. Like the Steelers players are not executing the scheme that is admittedly limiting their top potential to anywhere near the scheme's potential. Like, and we know this because they're doing it sometimes. Like we've seen the fourth quarter. Like we we know that Matt Canada's offense is capable of being good and dynamic and, and with a high passer rating and, and high yards per drive because they've done it in like quarter of a game chunks, half a game chunks. They just haven't done it in a whole game chunk. So it's it can't be impossible for the Steelers to have success in Matt Canada's offense because they are having some success. They're just not being consistent with the success and the execution of that success. Uh, and so I think that's the big, the big thing here is that now I do disagree with Mike Tomlin's comments about the script. You can say there's plays to be made on those scripted plays and we're not making them. And that's the problem with those plays, not the plays. That's true. That's what I'm saying about the offense in general. Where there is, if you go look at the tape, there is almost every single play, a play to be made, and somehow, somewhere, some guy on the field is not making it. Whether it's a missed assignment and blocking, a missed read by the quarterback, a drop, a penalty, whatever, those are the things that play in and play out are holding this offense back and not the play call. But, but the whole reason you skip, you script plays, you pick plays for your script is that you're supposed to be picking the plays that your guys are good at executing 
you're supposed to and and what you're talking about like that lack of bread and butter like if if there's nothing like there has to be something that you watch in practice when your guys going against the scout team version of this week's defense do a good job of executing those are the plays you got to go to script and instead they're averaging far fewer yards per play far more turnovers and far fewer points per play on their script than when they're just called plays off the sheet. And I don't think Matt Canada is that good at calling plays off the sheet either. Like that's not necessarily his strength. So like there's something breaking down in this offense between what is happening on the practice field and what is happening on the playing field, whether that's the coaches aren't identifying the plays that they're doing right, or whether it's the, the 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 players aren't consistently executing the same things in practice there in the game. Maybe the scout team is doing a bad job of representing the other team's defense and the offense can't get a good read. I don't know what it is, but that process should not be falling apart the way it is. And that's not all on Canada, but ultimately he's the guy that's responsible for that. And it's something that's been going on for way too long and absolutely needs corrected. The last thing I want to talk about about this offense, though, is – the trap plays that they've been running and the thing you're talking about, that is such a good concept to build from. You can't use it every week. Not every defense jets gaps. Some teams like the Steelers, like you cannot run trap against the Steelers. They two gap your, your, your defensive lineman is hitting the guy in front of him and looking over his shoulder for the guy. You can't trap that guy. He can't be trapped. He's, he's, he's standing there. Like you, you, you can only trap a guy who is trying to get upfield. But, man, they put that in against Houston. They had a ton of success with it. Now, the Ravens don't really trap, right? So we didn't see it as much. And now the, the Rams are trying to get upfield. Not only do they run the trap runs, they go with a different. Okay, so instead of trapping with the guard, they trap with the tackle, okay? And then, uh, oh, now we're going to trap with the tight end. No, no, that's play action. And here's Connor Hayward running wide open on exactly. a bootleg. Like, exactly. you're able to see – there's there's intelligence in the design of the things they're doing and it is coming out on the field in a way that we have not seen so much before but you have to be able to say here's a trap run let's execute it okay go you have to have the building block for in order to build from it and that has been missing all too often and it's why they haven't had overall success as an offense well that's what we've been talking about too alan is like things that they do well like what's limiting them and like not being able to branch off things that are doing well. So that's a perfect example. That was a, that was a great play that they ran that play to Connor Hayward, which almost scored a touchdown on that play, obviously scored a couple plays later, but yeah, sure, building off of that tackle meatball. that's true. That is true. I, what he did down to like the two. Yeah. Something? I can get yeah. in, get in. Yeah. I'm Cam sure he heard about that one from big bro. Cam, yeah. I bet Cam was telling him to get in. I bet Cam was telling him to get in. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know, Cam is probably still saying, oh, you didn't score that touchdown when you had the chance. You were in the red zone. Now, you, every time you know Connor, Cam is talking, right? Every time Connor says something this week, it's going to be, oh, yeah, we'll score from the three then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, Chris, your thoughts on that as well. You know, like branching, obviously, they, they were able to build a passing game off of that, like extending off of that trap and then running something different out of it. I think yeah, that's 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 very much part of what needs to keep happening, and they need to find other things like that. You know, I again, like you know, one thing that I think is a bread and butter that the Steelers used to have, you know, that people you know might might remember is like when they used to pull Marquise Pouncey and David DeCastro, or David DeCastro and Ramon Foster, or, or, or one of those guys, and like Alejandro Villanueva, when they had two pulling guards or offensive linemen who would get out in front of a play, and then teams would be like, oh, crap. And then here comes Le'Veon Bell, and he's getting 8, 10 yards on, on, on the play. Those types of things 
you build off of. And that, that is when you see good play calling. That is when you say things like, again, the, the, the misnomer when people say, oh, Matt Canada calls a Saturday offense. All the NFL offenses are peeling everything they have from Saturday offenses. It, it is that is the co- college has is innovating the pros. That is just that is just the reality right now. If you study play calling, if you know anything of X's and O's, I talk about this with Josh Taylor all the time uh, from ninety three point seven The Fan and Kitty K. That is just what this is. Andy Reid's entire offense is college plays plays that were that were brought brought in from from spread looks and different things. That is today's NFL. So when people say that, I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're just you're just saying things to sound cool and critical and look at me, everybody. I can be cynical about something and like that stuff that drives me nuts because then it's like people listen listen to that and then they start regurgitating it and then I'm like, no, now I got to correct you because this is wrong. And they're like, well, this guy over there said it. And like, okay, this is where we see that creativity come into place. How, that that traps happening, that play action is happening. What are other things that Matt Canada can build off of this? And when does he call them? That is when we see creativity in an offense. It's also why I think the Steelers realize, like, let's not move on from this guy right now because he's not the biggest problem at this point in time. And this is what we've been talking about on this show, on on Lockdown Steelers, on everywhere, that Matt Canada's play calling is not the biggest problem with the offense. It was the lack of consistency in the offensive line, lack of consistency in Kenny Pickett, lack of consistency with a very young offense that was figuring out who it was. And if you just up and chucked and found a new offensive coordinator, they were going to have to do the same thing Matt Canada's doing right now. And that's just hope that some, some things start to come together and then build off of it. And then after, if at the end of this season, and this is why Matt Canada wasn't going to get fired, if at the end of this season they've seen some of their bread and butters and they haven't seen that expansion of the offense and you haven't seen them have you know a 30-point game or that, or that by then, then we talk about it. But let's be real. 2021, that was Ben's offense. You can't look at that offense and look at Randy Feekner's offense and say in 2021 that was any that, that was any that was not a different that was not not the same offense. It was the Ben plus Jets. It, exactly. It, it was that that that's all that was. Matt Canada had a few Benny and the Jets. It, it, yeah. exa- that's, that's all it was in 2021. That's what that was. 2022, they had a very limited offensive line, a very limited quarterback situation. Kenny Pickett was a rookie. There was so much that they were dealing with. That's tough to put on anybody. This was the year that I needed to see Matt Canada. Do something. And everyone says, oh, they haven't had a 400-yard game in three seasons. Okay, great, fine. But if you don't know the context of the last two seasons, you're just adding those on for no reason. This is the year. And we haven't seen a lot of success this year consistently on offense. But now that we've seen that some of these things hit, this will determine building forward. If the offense stinks against the Jaguars and the Packers and the Titans – then we then we talking about that talking about wow did they did they build off of things three bad defenses in a row also like let's let's like th- this is the if 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 they're gonna get this offense right it will happen in the next three weeks this needs to be it this needs yeah, to be the come up the opportunity this yeah. is the opportunity and, and and they're all at home you're not you're not worrying about road crowds you're not worrying about silent counts this is your house. Your chance, you don't even got you don't even gotta get off planes and stuff. You just gotta stay at the Omni William Penn Hotel. That's all you gotta do. And it's like I, 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 there's such a potential for this for, for this offense right now. But that's where I'm trying to tell people like that's what you should be looking at when it comes to play calling. But oh sorry. I just I've 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 had to hear so much about play calling and fire Matt Cannon and all the chance the chance in the I'm like, y'all don't even know what y'all doing anymore. It's a meme at this point, it's not even actual football talk, it's just ridiculous. 
we had an episode different when they get the andre hopkins anyway so like (laughs) (laughs) we had an episode what like a month ago or so a couple weeks back for sure that was called alan's epic matt canada rant i we just run it back with chris's carter's Carter's epic (laughs) Canada rant. (sighs) hey you know what i just got an email here from one of these odds people there so Steelers top of the list for deandre hopkins right five to one odds not listed for jerry judy why would you why would you want DeAndre Hopkins to be like, oh, Jerry Judy? Nah, nah, he's not for me. Didn't I you don't... see Steve Smith make fun of him on Thursday night football? Clearly, that's yeah, fun. that's right. That's they the were on the list why. probably and then mm-hmm. and Steve, Steve Smith was at Steelers training camp. One time Steelers ball boy. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we've got all the oh, like Charlie with the string. We've got all the connections here. Uh all right, fellas. Anything else before we get out of here? I think we had a productive conversation slash rant. <laughs> <laughs> a rant station. Right. And any time, any time that Matt Canada has talked about, which is basically every episode, but there's like literally any scent of coming to his defense at all, I'm always very excited for the comments. So I cannot wait for. Hey, these. keep those comments oh. coming, man. We're gonna have a uh, a ball over the week on Friday, mm-hmm. showing their ballage as as Smith. Actually, people like that. People did like that. Yeah. The the the, the new the new word is ballage. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought was what was really funny if you if you were if you watched I didn't go to the uh the the Rams game I didn't go out to LA for for the, for that game um so I was watching the the Tomlin press conference on on YouTube in the live stream just so I could see it and use that for my stuff and I saw in the comments higher Canada post <laughs> and, and not just like one or two but like several that were like higher Canada, and I was like, "Okay, Steelers fans, this, this is funny. Like this, this oh. is I like th- I like this meme. Like the fire Canada, higher Canada. It's 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 good chaos for us." Mm-hmm. I'm all on board. Uh, all right, well, tell the guys where they can find you. We'll start with Chris. Go ahead. You can always find me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at Carter Critiques. You can read my work at the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, post-gazette.com for all my work there, and also the North Shore Drive podcast there. You can find me on the Locked On Steelers podcast, just like you find me here, just like you find me on the North Shore Drive podcast, on your favorite podcasting platforms, and on YouTube. Subscribe to all of our channels. We have a lot of great content. I love sharing with my friends here and just getting to talk more ball here as we show our ball knowledge. Ball knowledge. Ball knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> at A Saunders underscore PGH on Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff. Uh, SteelersNow.com at PGH Steelers Now is the site's account. Read the word so I can get paid. Promo code for SN Plus 10% off or allegedly maybe slightly more than 10% using my promo code <laughs> Allen10. I was told there would be no math. And uh, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel here. Leave those comments coming. We will have a ball number of the week. And uh, we love hearing from you guys. And when it gets another big round number, we'll have another subscriber party. Mm-hmm. And for anybody, let's just put this out there in advance. At some point, there will be ballage T-shirts. I know that people are going to be asking ballage. that at some point down the line. Oh, yeah. So let's get that out of the way. Uh, I am Zachary Smith, PGH, for myself, for Alan Saunders, for Chris Carter. We can't thank you enough for jumping in and taking another ride on the Steelers afternoon drive. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking.、Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and、uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.